there may stand a thing. All right, so we're going to start in Galatians here tonight. Galatians chapter 1. And so we're going to read through Galatians through Revelation each Wednesday night as our Bible reading. And so uh, we begin again with Galatians chapter 1 here tonight. So if you feel like you would like to read, you should be glad to do that here tonight. Galatians chapter 1 for our public reading. Amen. I love the public read. All right, so it looks like there's five of us tonight. Let's do five apiece, okay? All right, so Cindy, Galatians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen, yes. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel of heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accused, accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Yes, amen. Thank you, brother. All right, sister. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither receive it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Thank you. <clears throat> to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went <clears throat> into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days. But other of the apostles saw I none, save James, the, bro the Lord's brother." 
Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. Thank you, brother. Afterwards, I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and it was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they that heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preaches the faith which once he destroyed, and they glorified God in me. Amen. Thank you, my brother. All right. Does everybody have that little piece of paper filled out? Brother, what, brother Keith, would you come by and pick up that... Uh, Let's, let's give the brother Keith. Do you have Do you have one you need to fill out, sister? Yes. Yeah, so you don't have one. Okay. All right. Don't put your name on or anything. Just uh, fill it out, and then brother Keith will will bring it bring it to me. Okay. All right. You have extra one. All right. I didn't put very much space there because we probably could go all night, right? Asking God for a lot of things. And so just kind of put a little space so you can put a little answer. Kind of work together there on that, uh, that mindset. And so, uh, all right. All right, so while we're picking those up, you can turn your Bibles to Second Chronicles tonight, Second Chronicles chapter 1. I'm going to preach on tonight, try to, with the help of the Lord, what should I ask for in 2024? What should I ask for in 2024? And so we find here in Second Chronicles chapter 1, and we begin reading in verse 7 tonight. Verse 7. All right. So we find in verse 7 of 2 Chronicles, that's in the Old Testament there, not Corinthians, but the Chronicles, 2 Chron Chronicles chapter 1. It's a very well-known story, and everyone would probably, if you've been saved for any time, you have read the story, but tonight we're going to help, with the help of the Lord, bring some thoughts to that concerning the 2024 in which we're headed to this year. In that night... Did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father, hast made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established. For thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth and a multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people who can judge this thy people that is so great. God said to Solomon, because this was in thine heart that thou hast, asked, hast not asked for riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will grant I will give thee riches, wealth, and honor, such as none of the kings had that have been before thee, neither shall there any after thee have I 
the like. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word tonight, the songs that we're able to sing. Thank you tonight, Lord, for the word of God that we're about to preach. I pray you'd open our eyes, our hearts. I pray, Father, through the, the inabilities that we may have and, God, the frailties that we may reveal. Uh, Father, through those, dear God, may you show yourself to be mighty. Pray, God, that you'd anoint us and fill us with your spirit. Pray, God, you'd open our eyes, our ears, that we may hear and see. God, help us to receive the things of God here tonight. God, as we go into this 2024, Lord, what do we really need from you tonight? In Christ's name I ask, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So as you read the story, you know that uh, Solomon asked for wisdom and asked for knowledge. And so I'm just going to read some of these tonight and what God's people is asking for. Uh, salvation of my family, which is good, right? Helping me with school, that's, that's great. Uh, His Holy Spirit, that's a wonderful. Forgiveness, that's good. Uh, salvation of my children and sisters. Love. Deeper faith. Peace. His anointing to be stronger in me. These are all good. Here's a, a clean heart and a right spirit and more power to give the gospel. Saving for the saving of a home and growth as a leader. These are great. These are all good. Me to be able to do more for him. Salvation of my family. Uh, serve others uh, more than myself. Wisdom in leading my family. Courage. Salvation, more wisdom from above, his return, healing and knowledge, stability in life, prayer for my family, saved family, salvation, obedience. That's all good, isn't it? I mean, every one of them were just, just exactly what... Uh, I might have thought of, or that what I have, might have, have done or give. But here tonight, I, I want to kind of steer our minds in that uh, some of y'all mentioned wisdom uh, in your family, and that's kind of where we're going to head tonight, uh, wisdom and knowledge tonight. Uh, Solomon asked for wisdom and knowledge. And tonight, that ought to be the very priority of our lives, because if we can get wisdom and get knowledge, every one of those prayer requests can be accomplished through wisdom and through knowledge. And we cut, our shell, we cut ourselves short when we just ask for those things when we can ask for wisdom and knowledge and God can give us that and even more. And so tonight I want to kind of uh, maybe gear our minds and our hearts into a deeper thought, into a, what really is going to bring those desires and those prayers, those requests, what you just asked God for tonight, to come to pass. And it's going to be that we get the knowledge and the wisdom of God. But there's reasons why tonight that uh, Solomon asked for that. And uh, I would say to you, because he asked for that, he got more than what he even asked for. Amen. And tonight, that's the way God works with us if we uh, do as he asks us to do and do as he's 
put into our hearts to do, we'll find that we'll get more than we've ever asked. Amen? God always does abundance. God don't do, ever does, it's just enough. He's not a God that just is just here on the right time. He's not a God that just does just the minimum or the very limited. He goes above and beyond. He gives more than you ever can give. He knows more. He, he comes faster. He is there longer. Uh, tonight, our God is sufficient. Amen. He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings tonight. And I'm so excited about 2024 and what that might bring to our church tonight. But I want you to notice tonight with Solomon and as with us tonight, uh, the Bible says in verse 7 uh, that God appeared to Solomon at night, uh, appeared to Solomon and said unto him, ask what I shall give thee. And uh, so there was God making the initiation. It was God that was bringing up the question, it was God that was saying to uh, Solomon, not Solomon coming to God and say, God, I got some things I need you to help me with uh, in order to do what you asked me to do. Uh, no, it was God coming to Solomon. And boy, that's the way we'd like it to be, wouldn't you? Instead of me having to come to God, but God comes to me. And God will make the initiation of the conversation. And he's the one who says, listen, I've got something for you to do. I've got something I want you to be. I've got something I want you to accomplish. And I'm just asking you, what do you need in order to do that? I'm asking, what do you need from me? And God is saying to Solomon, Solomon, what do you need from me? I, I got something for you, but what do you want from me tonight? And, and so in that conversation that's taking place tonight, I want you to notice the premise of his request. The premise of his request, why did he ask what he asked for? And I think tonight this has a lot to do with what we ask for as well in the way of our prayers, in the way of our requests, in the ways of our uh, asking God throughout this year, last year, the next year, is the premises of our request. Why are we asking those? And what's the intent and what's the motive of why we're asking God for something as God asked us, what do you want? And we say, God, we want this. But what was the premise of that? What was the basis of it? What was the foundation of it? Where did he come up with wisdom and knowledge tonight? I noticed four things in this premise, I noticed that he recognized God's passion. He said there in verse 8, he said, And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father. I believe the reason why that Solomon would ask for wisdom and for knowledge is because of God's passion that he has, that he's a passionate God. And he had passion toward his father. He gave him exceedingly kindness. That word great mercy, it means exceeding or abundant mercy. It means kindness. It means favor. It means uh, beauty. And so as, as Solomon was talking to God, the God of his father, he said, I recognize your passion for my father. I recognize that you're a passionate God. I recognize that you're a God that gives great mercy. A God that shows forth great beauty and great kindness and great favor. And so that was one of his premises of why he would ask for the very much of a knowledge and of wisdom is because of God's passion. Number two, he noticed uh, not only the recognized God's passion, but he realized God's power. He said in verse 8, he said, and has made me to reign in his stead. That's God's power. 
how God can bring an influence and God can bring an impact. And God, how he can change the mind and change the heart. He said he made him to reign in his stead. It wasn't that Solomon was just asking for that. It wasn't Solomon was even uh, kind of in, in, in a competition with that. It was God that put him in his stead. He made him be king. And so in that, he realized God's power. He realized that, man, God has power because God put me in my father's stead. I didn't put me there. The people didn't put me there. I mean, the government didn't put me there. God put me there. And so he realized God's power. He recognized God's passion. But then thirdly, I notice in verse 9 that he recounts God's promise. He says, now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto, unto David, my father, be established. And so he recounts that promise that God gave him. Now turn back into Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 7. We'll look at this promise uh, that, that he gave and uh, so that we kind of look at it, what he was talking about. And so 2 Samuel chapter 7 tonight and look in verse 12 with me. 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 12. And when thy days, and when thy days be fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers... I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build an house for my name. I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with thy rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I will put away before thee. Uh, and thy house and thy kingdom shall be established forever for before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. And we find that was the promise that he was talking about here in Second Chronicles chapter 1 and there in verse 9. And so he recounts God's promise. Hey, God's promise was I'm going to build my house. My promise is I will establish my king and I will finish the work that I sent forth to do. And so what Solomon was saying before he gave God the answer of what do you want from me, Solomon, he begins to recount the promise of God, that God keeps his promises, that God says things and he always does it, amen? He never lies, he never goes back, he, he never recant, recants it all. He says what he's going to do and he does what he says he's going to do, amen? And so in the mind of Solomon, as, he's, as God asks him that question, uh, ask me what you will, what do you need from me? He begins to look in the premise of that answer and he found that the promise of God is real, the passion of God is real, the power of God is real. And then fourthly, I notice in this answer, he respected God's people. He respected God's people. We find in verse 9, For thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth and the multitude. In other words, God's people tonight are God's possession. That's his. That's his people. Tonight, it's not anybody else's people. It's his people. And Solomon saying, listen, uh, you have, I have respect for your people. Not only are they possession, but I notice that God's people is his purpose. For nobody else is considered the dust of the earth in the multitudes. And so there was a purpose for the people of God. And it was Solomon 
uh, that recognized that and had respect to the people. Nor did they have a purpose, but then his prize. See, God's people are his prize. He's the, he's the, 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 the apple of his eye, right? I mean, the eye, the, he, he's the one that is the one that looks upon them. And, and he's the one tonight, God looks upon his people and uh, he finds great pleasure in his people tonight. They're, they're his prize. And it was Solomon that came up with this premise that said, man, for me to do this, these are the things that I must know about this God that I'm about to get an answer from. And you must take an account tonight, uh, you and I must come say it and say, hey, listen, as Solomon was making a decision, he had to come to take an account in verse 8 that this is the God of his father. I got to take an account of that, that the, the God of all gods tonight is going to give us what we ask for. Take into account tonight that, that this is the God of choice. In verse 8, it was God that chose Solomon, not Solomon that chose God. Right. So this night, he's fixing to answer the God of choice. It's also, you need to take into account that this was the God of truth. Verse 9, the promise, he said, I remember that, I recount that. That was truth that was given, and now truth is coming to pass. The God of truth. You got to take into account that this is the God of Israel. He chose this people. He blessed these people. And he multiplied these people. Tonight I want you to notice in verse 10 that he considered God and his liability. He says, give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. He recognized the liability that he has for God's people. The liability. He knew and understood from God that, God, I have a liability now with the people that you put in my life, the people that I am now responsible for, the people that now I have to lead. I'm liable for that. But then he also had to put in his mind as well and considered God and the responsibility. For he said in the last portion of verse 10, for who can judge this people, who can judge this thy people that is so great? And so now not only there's a liability, which is the people of God, but there's a responsibility. Now he's got to be one tonight who's got to have the ability and capabilities uh, to judge, to be able to take the responsibility of, of his people, of God's people, not Solomon's people, but God's people. He's liable He's responsible, but then also he's accountable. Uh, the Bible teaches there in verse 11, and said, God said to Solomon, because this was in thine heart. So now he's accountable because he knows that it's in his heart. He knows this is not just something from off the head or off the cuff. This isn't something that's rehearsed or something that is just uh, kind of like words that don't mean anything. No, this is from his heart. So he says, I know he's accountable now. And so as he looks God and looks Solomon and he's got to answer God because God asked him the question, ask what I shall give thee. He's got to give an answer. This was the premise of it. And he gave the answer. And in this answer tonight he said, give me wisdom and give me knowledge. That must be the premise tonight of our request for 2024. And the reason why tonight is because the rule or, or the role that God has placed us in. Uh -huh. 
the role that God has placed us in tonight. Going in 2024, everybody in this room has a role, right? Everybody in this room has a role to be in. For example, like a spouse, a spouse tonight, you have a role. And so tonight you have a role that you're going to have to uh, uh, go about because God has put you there. And while you're being there, uh, you've got to know that in that role of a spouse tonight uh, that there's some things that need to be done, some things that don't need to be done. And man, you're going to need wisdom. You're going to need, you're going to need knowledge. Amen. In order for you to be that spouse that God's put you in the role of. How about a parent? Man, being a parent tonight, uh, the role that God's put you in, like he put Solomon in the role of the children of Israel. Well, God's put you in the role as a parent. Boy, there's some things that you need, right? Wisdom and knowledge. I say thirdly, he's put you in a role as a worker. You have a place to go to work. And the majority of folks who not retired and still working in the workforce, uh, you've got a place to go. You've got, you got something to do. You've got a responsibility to take care of. You've got people accounting to you. And you've got people that are looking up to you. You have a role that God has placed you in, friend. And so in that role, you're going to need wisdom right. and knowledge. As a church member, to be part of a church, to be in this church and other churches, uh, you're going to have to have uh, understanding and you're going to have to know that my role is this and I'm going to have to have wisdom and I'm going to have to have knowledge. How about as a member of a family, family member, uh, a brother, a sister, a mother, a daddy, a cousin, a grandma, grandpa, whatever family member it may be within that family uh, tonight, you know what? We need some wisdom and we need some knowledge because of the role that God has put us in. Number two, because the responsibility that God has placed you in. He's placed you in those roles so that you could be leaders. Leaders in a spouse, leaders in a parent, leaders at work, leaders at church, leaders in your family. That's why he puts you in that role so you have responsibilities of leading. Number two, not only do you lead, but you supply. God's put you in that role so that you can supply those that are around you with whatever they need. Friend, don't you need wisdom and knowledge to do such things? Sure. We find that to not only, but to train. God's put you in these roles to train as leaders and train as suppliers to those that are around you who don't know, who need to know that you're going to need tonight some wisdom and knowledge. The responsibility to protect and to provide. That's your role tonight. Every single person in this room is in one of those roles tonight, if not all of them, but some of them. And everyone in this room tonight have responsibilities of leading, protecting, providing, supplying, training. And tonight what we need in 2024 is wisdom and knowledge. Amen. Amen. Just like Solomon did. We find not only the roles that God has placed us in and the responsibilities that God has placed us in, but the results that God has placed us with. See, God has put Solomon in place to be successful. Right? He wouldn't put, he wouldn't put Solomon there then ask Solomon, what do you want me to give you? And then he'd give Solomon what he did for Solomon to fail. 
No, to succeed. Tonight, the very role that every one of us have tonight and the very responsibility that God has given us about that role, now the results tonight is that God wants you to succeed. How will we succeed? Wisdom and knowledge. The very result that needs to be in 2024 is not only success, but tonight it ought to be finished. You can finish your work, finish your job, Finish your responsibility. Finish. Don't quit. Don't get out. Don't stop. Finish. Amen. God didn't put Solomon in the role uh, to take care of his people tonight to not finish, but to finish. How is he going to do that? Wisdom and knowledge. The results to overcome. Tonight, as you and I go through 2024, and as we find our roles as God has placed us in these roles to be responsible, to lead and to train, supply, protect, provide. He wants us to overcome. He don't want us to be overcome in 2024. He don't want us tonight to find ourselves in defeat. He wants to see us in overcomers. And so tonight, how are we going to do that? Well, we need wisdom and we need knowledge. Amen? And so we find the premise The premise is, what will you get to this result? Well, my desire tonight, and I hope that your desire is so far in the message, is I asked for wisdom and I asked for knowledge. The premise is because I realize God's power and I recognize God's passion. And I remember God's promises and I respect God's people. At that point, respecting God's people is respecting the people that you're in roles with. As a spouse, you respect the spouse. As a parent, you respect the children. As a worker, you respect the co-workers and the bosses. As, as a family member, you respect the family members. In doing that tonight, you need wisdom and you need knowledge. Can I say number two? Not only the premise of your request, but I want you to notice the purpose of your request. The purpose of your request. What's the purpose of why Solomon would ask for knowledge and ask for wisdom? Well, his purpose is he needs wisdom. Right? That's what I need. And so he's telling the Lord, he said, Lord, give me now wisdom in verse 10. Give me wisdom. I need wisdom. I mean, there's nothing else I need is wisdom. I just need it. Now, what is wisdom tonight? Well, wisdom tonight is the discernment. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is discernment. What is discernment tonight? Well, discernment is able to grasp something. See, tonight we need wisdom in the roles that God's placed us in so that we can care for our responsibilities so the results that we could have would not be failures and overcomers and defeat. But it is something tonight that we find success because we have the ability with discernment to look at something, see something, and able to grasp it. God, give me wisdom tonight and have discernment that whatever's going on in my life, I can grasp it. 
Amen. I'm not ignorant of it. I'm not dumb. I, I'm not uh, deaf from it. I'm not just uh, like hard-headed. I, I'm not blinded. My ears are not stopped up. I'm grasping it. God, give me that discernment. Number two, that word discernment means to be able to perceive something. That's wisdom tonight is discernment that I'm able to see I can see how my family is going. I can see how my relationship with my wife is headed. I can see what the things at work is going. I can see around me. I can see and look at me. And I can have that wisdom, that discernment to able to perceive what's going on, to grasp it. Number three, that word discernment means able to identify something that I would be able to in this wisdom that God is going to give me, that I can have discernment in identifying the trouble, identifying the problem, identifying why my marriage is not where it ought to be, identifying why my children are, are rebellious, and identifying why I'm having trouble at work, or identifying why my family's in a hot mess, identifying what's going on in my life. Discernment. Don't we need that? Tonight, we need wisdom, that discernment. Though also wisdom means not only discernment, but it means judgment. It means judgment. So what does judgment mean? What judgment means to decide on. God, I need wisdom tonight in the role that you set me in that I can make some decisions. Amen. That's a problem. That's a problem in many homes, in many lives, in many places tonight because nobody can make a decision. But God give me the wisdom in 2024 by the way tonight of judgment and by I can make a decision. Amen. Make a decision. Oh, God help us tonight. I get so weary with people who can't make decisions. They can't even figure out where to go eat. And they can't figure out what toothbrush to have. They can't figure out what brush to use on their hair. They can't figure out, friend, uh, what color car key they want. God help. We're in a mess tonight because decisions cannot be made. God help us in the way of judgment. That's, that's wisdom. Also the word judgment means to conclude with. That's wisdom tonight. To have a conclusion. To actually bring something to its end. To actually say this is the summary of it. This is the conclusion of it. This is the end of it. No more of this. No more of that. It's over. It's done. We will not talk about that. We will not speak of that. We will not go back there. Hey, friend, that's wisdom tonight that God would give you discernment mm -hmm. to make a decision, but also to bring something to an end. Number three, the word wisdom means judgment, and judgment means tonight to declare about it. That, that wisdom is able to, I'm able to declare. I'm able to speak up. I'm able to speak out and say, yes, no, not today, tomorrow, next week. Declare. This is what it is. This is how it is. This is where it's going to be. This is the way it's going to be. This is what you can think. This is what you can do. But this is it. To declare. To Conclude to come to a place and make a decision. 
This, this is what judgment means tonight. And wisdom is judgment. Don't we need that tonight? God, it was... Oh, tonight we find that we need wisdom because of the discernment and judgment. But then the last word that describes wisdom is understanding. And understanding tonight means perceive both sides. Understanding tonight is wisdom. And wisdom tonight is understanding both sides. Understanding that, that there's always two sides to the story. There's always two sides to the issue and to the problem and to the difficulty. Uh, there's always something else on the other side. Not just take one side and not hear the other side, but to be able to understand is understanding both sides. Perceive that. Amen. And don't move forward until both sides are told. Or don't, don't make a judgment call on something that you don't know fully of because you're not perceived to have both sides. And the word understanding means to know what's going on. This is a problem in our homes, our churches, and other places in our lives tonight. A lot of times you talk to people and they say, I didn't know that was going on. I didn't know that was happening. I mean, we're all guilty of this thought tonight and it's such a major disaster of a thought tonight. I didn't know my children was watching that. I didn't know my wife was doing that. I didn't know my husband was going there. I didn't know that my business was doing that. I didn't know my church and their thought. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know, friend. That's not wisdom tonight. Wisdom tonight is to know. To know. Find it out. God hit us tonight for wisdom. That we not only will be able to perceive both sides, but we'll be able to come to the place and know what's going on. What's going on in the world? What's going on at work? What's going on at home? What's going on at church? What's going on? Number three, to experience the situation. That's wisdom tonight. Wisdom tonight is to experience the situation. Been there before. Done that. Well, I've seen that before. Oh, yeah, this isn't new. Oh, yeah, I tell you what, yeah, I, I recognize that. I've read about that. I've seen that. I've heard about that. Oh, yeah, I'm not ignorant of that. Hey, I experienced that. Wisdom. Tonight, wisdom can be summed up in three words. Discernment, judgment, and knowledge. I'm sorry, and understanding. He says in the way of this purpose of the request was because he needed wisdom, but then he needed knowledge. Look at knowledge tonight, what that might mean. Tonight, knowledge would mean this. Is, is, uh, as he said there in verse 10, give me now wisdom and knowledge. Knowledge tonight's five things. Very simple. We'll be quick with these. Knowledge is knowing what to do. That simple? No. You know how many people during the one day tells me or asks me and say to me, no matter if it's at work or at church or at home or whatever, says, I don't know what to do? Do you know how many, that, how many people ask that? How many people ask you that? Yeah. I don't know what to do. And so tonight he might say, well, you know, this thing about knowledge is very simple, isn't it? To know what to do. Man, if we can get knowledge from God and know what to do, that's big. <laughs> that's a game changer. I mean, that, that right there, friend, uh, that will blow our world up. That will turn our world upside down, friend, if we can just get some knowledge from God so that we know what to do. 
Man, we got situations in our homes right now with our wives and children and, and work and church and other places tonight. We don't know what to do. God, help us tonight. We need knowledge. Knowledge of what to do. But then this knowledge also means is knowing how to do it. We might know what to do, but man, we've got to get some knowledge from God to how to do it. I mean, do I do it strong? Do I do it on Tuesday? Do I do it at night? Do I do it when they're asleep? Do I do it when they're awake? Do I do it when they're not mad? Do I do it when they're happy? When do I do it? How? Now, I'll tell you, friend, knowing what to do, knowing how to do it, and then thirdly, knowing when to do it. When to do it, how to do it, what to do. Aren't these legitimate questions? Aren't these everyday situations that we have to live in on a, on a regular basis tonight? God, we need knowledge. So we'll know what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And God can give this to us. Fourthly, we find knowing where to do it. Where do we do it? We do it out in the public. We do it in the house. We do it when everybody can see it. We do it where? Where do we do it? Where? When? How? What? Lastly is knowing why to do it. You might do some things and somebody might come to you and say, why did you do that? You've got to have an answer. Why did you do it? So tonight, well, we need some knowledge, don't we? As much as wisdom is so needful and so necessary, friend, also knowledge is so, so, so needed. Wisdom and knowledge. Can I say here thirdly tonight, not only the purpose of the request and the premise of the request, but I notice the pureness of the request. We see in verse 11, it says, And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart. That's pureness. Because it was in thine heart, and verse 11 says, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet has asked long life. In other words, he says, do you not ask for the worldly things? You didn't ask for the physical things, and you didn't ask for the personal things. Right? Let me say that again. What he didn't ask for. He didn't ask for the worldly things, nor the physical things, or nor uh, the personal things. He asked from his heart. He asked for those things that he needed in order to take care of what God has placed him at where God placed him at. And so we find that many times riches and many times tonight wealth and honor and long life in the life of your enemies won't help your spouse. It won't help your children. It won't help your family. It won't help your church. It won't help you. But wisdom and knowledge will never fail. Wisdom and knowledge will never come short, ever. But we find the pureness of his request. It was, number one, a sincere request. Because it was sincere because God was in his heart. That's why he asked for wisdom and for knowledge. Because God was there. 
If God wasn't there, he would ask for riches and for honor. He would ask for wealth. He'd ask for a long life. And he'd ask for the, the death of his enemies. If God wasn't there. But God was in his heart and it was sincere. We find, number two, what was in his heart was Israel was in his heart. And tonight, when you ask for the request tonight of what you're going to need for 2024, it ought to be God's in your heart, but then your spouse is in your heart, and then your children are in your heart, and then your family's in your heart, and your church is in your heart, and your work is in your heart, and others are in your heart. And what's in your heart makes it sincere when you ask God for knowledge and for wisdom tonight because he sees your heart where he's at. And so we find tonight in our hearts is where God examines and looks at. And when people say, God knows my heart, you've got that right. And then God tells you this, a fool trusteth in his heart. You better not live on your heart. You better not think tonight your heart is good. The Bible says your heart is desperately wicked. Don't think tonight that your heart is in good shape. Your heart is going to lead you in the right direction. Don't think tonight that your heart is what's the best thing about you tonight because it's not. But you better know, you better have God in your heart. And you better have others. Whatever role he's put you in, the responsibility of that role tonight, it must come tonight in a prayer or a request to be sincere. Sincere. Number two, it was a request that was sincere, but it was a request that was selfless. He didn't ask for anything for him. He didn't ask for anything about him. He didn't ask for anything to him. He asked for wisdom and for knowledge. Those two things was given because he needed them for the children of Israel. And tonight, your request for 2024 must be, must be without self. It must be a place of unselfishness. Somehow, someway, you're going to have to place yourself on the outside. You're going to have to put yourself somewhere else. You're going to have to say, not me. You're going to have to say, it's not about me. It's not for me. But it's for those that my lives are entwined with. It's for those that I'm in roles with. And those I'm responsible for. And those that I must do something with God with. And it's not about me tonight. It's not how I feel. It's not what I believe. It's not what I think. It's not what I want. It's what, what I need. It's God tonight Amen. and others. And that's the way Solomon was seeing it. It was sincere. It was selfless. Selfless. He wasn't in it at all. Number three, it was a serious request. Because in order for God to move on and move forward, he needed Solomon. Is that true? David's died. The promise was given to his heir, to his seed, was given to Solomon. And Solomon now was to take it up and to progress on, right? Well, I say to you tonight, in order for you to progress in your family, progress in your marriage, progress in your life, progress in your church and your work and your career and whatever you have before you tonight, in order for you to move on, to continue through, to get to the other place, to get where God wants you to be, you're going to have to make a request tonight. Right. And that request must be a request that's selfless 
and serious tonight. It must come to a place, friend, where you ask that God would do something in the way of a soberness to move you further. Amen. Let's go on. Let's not worry about the past. Let's not, let's not stay here in the present. Let's go on. Hey, Amen. That's the prayer. That's the request that Solomon was asking for. Knowledge and wisdom. Can I say here third or fourthly, and we'll close. Man, I might let you out early tonight. I don't know what happened. Fourth point. I want you to notice the prize of your request. The prize. Verse 12, the Bible says, Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee. God grants your request. God grants the request of Solomon. And that's good news, folks. That we've got such a God that can hear and such a God that wants to hear but then it's such a God that can grant. That can grant. And he granted him. God just didn't, God just didn't say, uh, you deserve it. Or he didn't say, listen, you've earned it. He didn't say, you've worked for it. He said, no, I grant it to you. The reason why I grant it to you is because you didn't ask for those riches and for those honor and for that wealth and, and for that long life and for the enemy's death. But you asked for wisdom and for knowledge because you did it from your heart. And you weren't thinking of you, Solomon. You were thinking about the children of Israel. Tonight, the reason why God would grant that with you is due to the same. It's everybody else that's important. And me, that's not important. That's sometimes hard to swallow. We find God granted the request. Number two, then God gives above the request. The Bible says in verse 12, he says, And I will give thee riches, wealth, and honor. He grants above your request. And just know that tonight. That if you could get with God and God could lay upon your heart and you could give a call, ask what God would have you to ask and you do it with it from your heart tonight and it is something that God could grant to you in the way of wisdom and knowledge, just know this tonight. You've got some more coming. God isn't going to just give you some limited here. He, he's going to give you abundantly, right? He, it's going to be abundance tonight. Give and it shall be given unto you equally. Oh, no. Something like pressed down, running over, you know, shaking up, right? I mean, something like that. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Uh, he says something like in Proverbs, he says uh, that if you give, he said the windows of heaven will be opened and pour out. And he say something like that. So we find in the new, we find in the old that God wants to just pour it all on you, amen? He wants it to run over. He wants it to be shaken up. He wants, but listen, Fred, you've got to ask for the right thing. That's right. And when you ask for the right thing, Fred, you get more than you ever thought. You can have more. Then he said something like this. He said that I'll give you or you'll know, you, you don't even know from your mind or your thinking or your asking what God can do for those that love him. Right. Woo! I mean, listen, friend, you want riches your way? You want honor your way? You want wealth your way? 
Get a little bit of wisdom. Get a little bit of knowledge. Man, put yourself out of the whole equation and throw yourself over to the side and say, God, it's not about me. It's about my family. It's about my spouse. It's about my children. It's about my church. It's about my work. It's about doing what you want me to do with others around me tonight. I just need wisdom and understanding, wisdom and knowledge tonight. And God says, I'll give you a little bit of riches. I'll give you a little bit of honor. I'll give you a little bit of wealth. You know how many hours I work a day trying to get some riches? Uh, you, know how many, you know how many hours I work in a week and how many hours I work in a month trying to get some wealth? You know how hard it is tonight to keep honor? You know how hard it is tonight when I go to work that there's about, there's about 50 people watching me? And they're just waiting for me to say something, waiting for me to trip up on something, waiting for me to stumble? They're just looking for something and sometimes they throw little things out before you and I have to be wise and I'll be smart and I've got to overcome that kind of stuff. You know how many times I go home and in my home, man, I've got a set of eyes and a couple set of eyes and they're always just watching, always just looking and always just thinking. I see their little, their old brains are ticking, the smoke is coming out. I mean, and I go to church and how many people's watching me at church and, and how many people watching what I say, what I do, how I do it, when I do it. Friend, everywhere I go, you're the same tonight. This thing about honor, friend, is not easy. But friend, when you can just get with God and say, God, I take some wisdom and I take some knowledge. He says, boy, that's good. I'm going to give you some riches and some wealth and some honor. I promise you tonight, that's the easiest way in my entire life to get riches, wealth, and honor, brother. Right, Brother Charlie? Everybody in this room, you work hard. And we do a lot tonight to try to get riches and wealth and honor. And God said, man, it's just a prayer way. <laughs> Woo! Man, I'm telling you. I feel like shouting. Oh, can I say here thirdly tonight? Not only God grants your request and God gives above your request, but God goes beyond your request. He goes beyond your request. He says this to Solomon. He said there in verse 12, he says, Such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither shall there any after thee have the like. What does that mean to you tonight? tonight? What means this? In our marriage, if we can be the spouse that asks for the wisdom and for the knowledge. In our parenting, if we can be the parent that asks for the wisdom and for the knowledge. In our church, in our family, at work, if we can be that one who's asking for wisdom and for knowledge. The Bible says, because you ask for that, there's none like you. Isn't that something? You want to be different? You, you want to be unlike the rest? Solomon was. Why was he unlike the rest? Because of wisdom and knowledge. And I'm telling you tonight, if you want them children to look at you and say, there's none like him, wisdom and knowledge. Parents, it's not what you give them. It's not the money you lay down before them. It's not the cars you buy them. 
It's not all the, the, the praise and, and the glory that you give them and the way they dance and the way they play ball and the way they sing and, and how many grades of how many A's they get in school and, and how many accomplishments they do and all that kind of stuff. You honor them and honor them and honor them and honor them and you give money, you give money, you give money and you put forth out, you put forth out, you put forth out and everything in all the world that you provide for them. Friend, that won't bring you at all to be different than anybody else. Everybody's doing that. But what you will be different in is whenever you decide that my request is just going to be for wisdom and for knowledge. And God said, I'll give you that plus. But more than that, you're going to be different than anybody else. Your home is going to be different. You might be the only one in your subdivision tonight that God is doing with that. You might be the only one at work. And everybody's looking at you and saying, man, this guy here is something else. Not because of your skill and not because of your abilities, but because of the wisdom and the knowledge that you have demonstrated. Amen. They say, boy, that guy right there. Your spouse will look up to you and respect you and look at you and say, wow, I'm so glad God gave you me. Right. I'm so glad that God gave me you. <laughs> because of the knowledge and wisdom, not because of the money. Let me tell you, there's guys out there making money, making more money than you. If that old gal you got right now, she's looking for money, she's going to find another gal with more money. Right? right? <laughs> you know, if you, you, got, you got a guy who's looking for a woman who has a lot of wealth tonight, there's a lot more women who have a lot more wealth than a lot of women in this room. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, come on. That's true. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. If you got a man or if you got a parent or you got a worker or you got a family member tonight that has wisdom and knowledge and God said there's none like him, they're cherished. That's right. They're looked up at. Uh-huh. They're like, wow, man, I want to be that. I want to be around that. Uh-huh. That's what I want to be. I mean, if I ever got issues or problems, that's who I can go to. Don't you want to be that one? Don't you want to be that one? Amen. Solomon was because just what he asked for. And tonight, can I say this? Let's take one more verse and we'll close. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. You can be above the rest. You can be the best. In 2024, the Bible says our request is the most important thing. So Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Tonight, what do you do you really need in 2024? The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 3, he says this, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let me read that again to you. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3. In whom, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And who is that whom? None other than Jesus Christ. Amen. If you walk out of here tonight without Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, you'll fail miserably in 2024. He is the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. It's hid in Christ. 
Tonight, all that I said is all hinged on Jesus. I'd pray tonight that Jesus is dwelling and living and abiding in your heart. And He is your Lord and your Savior. Then tonight can you have wisdom and knowledge. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I got hope. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Hope tonight something was said that might have been a help to you, that might encourage you. If you need to come to the altar tonight and just do business with the Father and what you really need, what I really need, I need wisdom and knowledge. And Maybe you need to come to the altar tonight and begin to ask God for these things. Don't waste no time being haste. I would think it's an important time in our lives tonight. And as we move on and through this 2024, we have known and understand tonight what we really do need. And we need wisdom and knowledge. Any others like to come, just come and lay out before the Lord. Just begin to pray and ask God, God, the very premise of why I'm telling you that I need this and Lord the very purpose of it and Lord I know the pureness of my heart in it and Lord know Lord that the prize of it will be more than I can even imagine oh we win the enemy loses Jesus 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 oh tonight would you come and lay out before the Lord and do business with him tonight Oh, do you know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior tonight? Listen, sinner friend. Have you ever come to the place where you repented of your sin? That means have you turned from your sin? You hated your sin. You despised your sin. And after you turn from your sin, you turn to the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and as Lord. You ask Him to forgive you of your sin. And to come into your heart and to save your soul. And to be the king of kings of your life. Have you ever had Jesus save your soul? Have you ever been born again? Washed in the blood of the Lamb. You must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. I beg you tonight. You'll not have wisdom nor knowledge without Jesus. He is the treasures of knowledge and of wisdom. They're hid in Christ. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Lord. Anybody else tonight, just lay out before the Lord, Lord, I need wisdom and knowledge. I'm going to pray here this, this evening, and then we will ask for prayer request, and then we'll come and pray together as a church. Father, I come to you in Jesus name here tonight and I'm so grateful Lord for the word of God I'm thankful tonight dear God what you give to us and what you give for us in this early days of 2024 the very first Wednesday God I pray Lord that our hearts would be so so thrilled to know that we have a God that can grant wisdom and knowledge God we need it so bad God we need it in our homes we need it in our church we need it in our lives we need it God, in what we do and how we do it, Lord, we just need it so bad. Lord, I thank you tonight, Lord, for the hope we have in Jesus. 
I thank you tonight, Lord, that we don't have to be a people that's ignorant and a people tonight, dear God, that, that uh, doesn't know or doesn't have. God, we do, and we're thankful for it tonight. Oh, bless each one tonight who come to the altar, who didn't come to the altar. God, those that are praying tonight, seeking your will. God, and your will is that you might give them wisdom and knowledge. God, I pray you'd grant it to them. Pray, Father, that you'd help them, dear God, in their state and, God, their condition. I pray, Father, that even starting tonight, Lord, that you just give them what they need in order, Father, to be that one in that role that you set them in, that they can be a success, dear God. They can finish. God, they can be overcomers. Father, I pray tonight, Lord, that you'd touch them. God, help them tonight in their homes and their families and their lives. God, thank you, Lord, that we can trust in you. We can lean on you. Lord, we can just know, God, that you will answer, and God, what you will give. Thank you for that. We love you tonight. Thank you for loving us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
Pray. Pray.